0: Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal. This is your peak daily for Friday, the 13th of January, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance and tech, all in less than seven minutes.
1: Okay. So Jay, one of the, I think what's going to be one of the best-selling books of the year just came out and 1.4 million copies of Prince Harry's new memoir, Spare, have been sold in Canada, the US and the UK on its first day of release. Jay, so I got to ask. Are you going to read it?
0: I will read it, I think. He's also making lots of waves in the psychedelics community, as he says that it helped him through some hard times. You see, actually? Yes. I didn't know that at all. Yes, yes. I think he says he did some psilocybin mushrooms under the guidance of, I guess, like a guru. But yeah, that's one of the revelations that came out in the book.
1: I will say, I do admire how much oxygen in the media they're capturing. It was the Netflix series first. Now it's this book, and it's been like a slow drip of information. Like Every time they come out with a new piece of content, there's always just some type of new detail that's very salacious. So anyways, I respect that. I probably won't read it because I've had enough of them. I'm interested in the story. I've had enough of the whole Royals. I'm ready to move on from it. I have my own opinions. I'm not going to share those opinions, but the whole situation, I've seen it. I know what's going on.
0: I will give you the Royal Coles notes. How's that?
1: Yeah, that's actually a great arrangement. We can share it live on the pod.
0: Brett, aside from Prince Harry, what do we have for Peak Pals today?
1: For our first story, new climate tech. For our second story, a trade dispute resolved. And for our last story, the latest on Chinese real estate for our
0: first story. The world's climate goals are banking on the success of carbon capture technology. One startup has potentially kickstarted the industry after a major breakthrough. But this sounds pretty exciting. What is the breakthrough?
1: Okay, so yesterday, Climeworks AG reportedly pulled carbon dioxide from the open air and stored it underground for the first time in the industry's history. This is per the Wall Street Journal. And to do it, they used a process known as direct air capture or DAC. Many of us
0: have likely heard about carbon capture and storage, which is CCS, by now, which is a technology Canadian energy companies are banking on to decarbonize the industry.
1: But unlike CCS, which captures emissions from a point source such as an energy plant, DAC reduces the carbon dioxide concentration in the atmosphere as a whole.
0: And here's why it matters, Brett. Removing carbon from the atmosphere was highlighted as a key piece to limiting global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius, according to a recent U.N.-led intergovernmental panel on climate change report, given that humans have an estimated runway of about 10 more years.
1: Uh, That's concerning. Look, the bottom line is this. While companies like Climate Works AG are hoping for a future where people pay for carbon removal, like how they pay for trash collection, critics question whether be using huge amounts of energy and resources to get these machines up and running is even really worth it. For our second story, like all good friends, Canada, the U.S. and Mexico, they sometimes get into some squabbles. Luckily, they have a panel of unbiased trade experts on hand to help them resolve them. Jay, you know what I always say. Thank God for the experts. What have they ruled now?
0: Well, especially since the latest ruling went our way, here's what happened. Canada and Mexico scored a big trade victory after an international dispute panel ruled in their favor concerning complaints that the U.S. had breached the Canada-United States-Mexico agreement, CUSMA, aka the new NAFTA.
1: Yeah, you can see it's spelled differently depending on who's talking about it. I think we put Canada in front, but the U.S. puts the U.S. in front, and so you have different acronyms. Anyways, to catch you up, the C-U-S-M-A, CUSMA. I'm going to call it CUSMA. I'm going to get that right. Sure. The countries can avoid vehicle import taxes if 75% of their components are North America-made. Now, the argument was over how to calculate that 75%. For instance, Canada argued if 75% of a core part, like an engine, is North American, then the entire part should round up to 100% North American-made within the total calculation.
0: Okay, stay with us here because it's a little complicated. The U.S. favored a more detailed calculation that didn't allow for rounding up. Mexico and Canada filed trade complaints basically on the grounds they were sneaky changes that would hurt auto production.
1: Now, ultimately, the panel ruled in Canada and Mexico's favor after Canada submitted an email from a U.S. official that proved that countries all originally agreed to the simpler formula that included an allowance for rounding up.
0: And here's why it matters, But As the three countries vow to work together and create more reliable supply chains close to home amidst international uncertainty, the panel's ruling is a positive sign the US won't be able to simply boss around its neighbors on crucial trade issues. For our third story, the Chinese government has been trying to take some of the air out of a inflated real estate market, but it's not going to be a soft landing gun.
1: Yeah, so here's what's driving the news in China. After attempting to manage the delicate control deflation of an out-of-control real estate sector, the Chinese government is now said to be reconsidering measures that restricted lending for buyers and financing for developers. To catch you up, after China lifted restrictions on private home
0: sales in 1998, the sector boomed. Prices in Beijing and Shanghai, for example, have surged tenfold and twelvefold, respectively, pushing. Housing prices to levels beyond the reach of local residents.
1: The frenzy of activity and surge in prices led the government to introduce measures back in 2020 that would tamp down on the outsized demand. Houses are for living in, that's what Xi Jinping said at the time, and not for speculation.
0: The policy had an impact. In 2022, developers defaulted on 50 billion dollars in payments. Remember the fall of Evergrande, the former Chinese property titan? That was one of the nearly 50 major developers that defaulted on their loans.
1: But then a surprise coronavirus surge pushed things a little too far. The country country's lockdown-heavy COVID policy further weighed on real estate activity in 2022. And then its recent reversal led to a wave of new infections, depressing economic activity even more. In December, new home sales fell 31% year over year,
0: and some analysts expect another 25% drop in 2023. Developers have been cutting wages and
1: laying off staff. And here's why it matters. Turmoil in China's real estate sector is an ominous sign for the world's second-largest economy, adding to sprain spurred by the country's escalating COVID crisis. Now, the slowdown was cited as important factor in the World Bank's decision to lower its growth forecast for the global economy now projected to just narrowly avoid recession. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada.
0: we got a second one at follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review.
1: And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com.
0: Thanks, Brett, and have a good weekend at Peak Pals, notwithstanding that today is Friday the 13th.
1: Yeah, well, best of luck. I hope everyone gets through it okay.
0: I'll see you on Monday.
1: You too. 자